Previously on the Fantastic Worlds podcast. You start to see these like synchronized explosions all around the outskirts of White Throne. We rich as hell. Think priority number one is escorting Bella and the children to the Shrine of the Everbloom. Yeah, I was like, no, he's not getting away with this. We're going down. Let's do this. Then Abby was like, nah, nah, I'm going to blast him from the back like a badass. When you arrive, the facility is much more active than in previous days. You see maps of the city laying all around and different people tracking different battles. And you, you see people running in with papers and dropping off updated information of where the battles are going all around the city. His face is like full of bruises. He's like all cut, but he's also sharing stories with Manette. Like. So Odessa, as you fall into sleep, you begin to have dreams of times with your mother and father. I need to know right away, like what is going on? Where, oh my God, where is Jim? Where is my, that woman who says she's my mom? You can always trust me. That's exactly what I'm here for. And um, no matter what happens, I'm always in your corner. And Odessa tightens her grip on Manette and kind of tries to like sit up against her. Manette, I don't understand what's happening. And then you see it on the bed. You see the blankets have formed kind of the shape of where Odessa and Manette uh, were laying. And there in the center of it is Manette's jewel of Kepri. Travelers, this is Jess. I'm doing your intro for this week. It's good to see you again. I know there have been a lot of changes recently, and I just want to let you know in this upcoming episode, I will be introducing a new character, which is very exciting for me. So look forward to that. I can't go without saying, if I talk about it too long, I will start crying, but <laughs> I just do want to acknowledge how much I'm going to miss having Kay around and how much of a loss it is for for all of us and for me in particular <laughs> for many reasons but like I said I will start to cry if I keep talking about it so anyways let's move on to a review we got from Melody underscore maybe I first learned of FWP when I stumbled across one of their Twitch streams and was encouraged to check out the podcast which I did me having zero TTRPG experience and I loved it as I mentioned before the first couple of episodes were a touch rough, but the group quickly started to find their rhythm, seeming to focus on character development, RP, and story first, and gameplay second. The players are lots of fun, the characters are great, and the Reign of Winter AP is really cool, pun not intended. And I believe that is our own lovely Melody, who is someone I appreciate a whole, whole lot from Twitch and from our Discord and... They're an incredible person, and yeah, I, I, I really love them a lot. I've had a lot of interactions with them, if it's who I think it is, and I'm I'm like 99.9% sure it is. Anyways, thank you so much, Melody, and you know, if you guys have a chance, please leave us a review. Please let us know what you're thinking. We really take that stuff to heart. We really want to hear what you guys think, and it it warms us. It keeps us going, um, but anyways, anyways. I will not keep you waiting anymore. This is a big episode. It is episode 58, First World Problems. It's the five. It's the eight. It's a 58. <laughs> uh, how is everybody doing? This is the first time we're going to be recording an episode without Kay going forward. Unless, you know, for whatever reason, she's able to come back later. And I just, I miss her already. And mm -hmm. I'm excited to go yeah. on. Um, I'm excited to see where this like crazy adventure keeps taking us, but holy shit, like we are definitely missing a person right now. Strange mix of excited to find out where the hut's going to take us and also really sad that Kay's not going to be in the hut. So that's, that's how I'm doing. How's everybody else doing? My heart hurts a lot. <laughs> Me too. 
I feel like it's like a Doctor Who uh, regeneration, but there's no next Doctor Who, so you just kind of left without the Doctor. It's, oh, but you're left with the cool companions who are also <laughs> awesome parts of the show, right? Yeah, exactly. Like they're also important characters. It does. That's such a good way to put it. Is it does kind of feel like Doctor Who with no Doctor? It's like okay, I'm all right. I'm hanging out with the ponds, and I love the ponds, by the way. But it's oh, all right. Well. <laughs> All right, all right. All right, I, 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 I. Yeah, I think that's all I can say right now. Although I do think there is kind of a doc, like the, the other aspect of the Doctor Who thing is like Odessa and Manette are gone together. So, but we are getting a Doctor Who-ish sort of thing in the sense that Jess is still here. So Yay! we get to meet Jess's new that's character today. True. <laughs> I'm the Doctor. Oh, Jess perfect. is the Doctor. Canon, Jess is the Doctor. <laughs> Doctor, doctor. <laughs> he is, from what everything I've seen, a huge buffoon. Like, much more of a buffoon than all of his companions. Which, you know what? Like, accurate <laughs> to the show so far. <laughs> so, <laughs> the buffoonery I have exhibited. Sometimes, the clownery. The clownery of it all. <laughs> the clownery. <laughs> clownery. Well, yes, unfortunately, as you all may have realized, Kay is not going to be continuing with us. I know some podcasts choose not to acknowledge when a person leaves the show, but Kay was a very important part of our show. and Well, still is. We've still got like 57 episodes worth of Kay goodness that you have to get through Mm -hmm. before you get here. Yes, and we wish her luck with all of her endeavors and... uh, yeah, we're uh, we're going to continue on. We are so close to that hut. I can just feel it. I don't know about you guys, but I can feel the hut is coming. And uh... <laughs> that's like when you eat Pizza Hut and then you get diarrhea. <laughs> I was like the same thing. Oh, my God. Mind reader. I'm like, oh, you can cool. feel the hut. I saw it on your cool. face. Man, man down, but still just on track with <laughs> our particular brand of humor. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ooh. Myself. I just lost. This is how I get over the loss of Manette in my heart is by immediately making a diarrhea joke. Uh-huh. That's so. I love it. That's great. And, th- and that is the other thing. We realized that if Odessa was going to leave, that Manette could not stay because their bond yeah. was too strong. So, well, it is goodbye to Manette. We will see what interesting future Jess has. She is still with us. Yeah, those of you on our Discord know that I have a gajillion backup characters, so <laughs> one of those came out. Who knows who came out of the jar? Who knows who got <laughs> pulled from the box of characters? <laughs> <laughs> I just have this picture of Jess having this box that's all her characters and just like looking in and coming back up and smiling really big and then looking back into the box and coming out and smiling real big. I'm like a giant chest. with a bunch of dolls. I'm like, my pretty babies. <laughs> have, has anyone played Wind Waker? No. no, but I no. watched my mom well, play it. Or even with Orcarina, a time where Link's too small, so he has to like jump into like, almost the chest <laughs> to pull out, and there's like a light. Yes. It's like a character shape ready. Yes. That is exactly me. That is how Jess selects the next character. First, you pull out the compass that is, you know, traditional for every dungeon, boo. And then the character sheet, right? that is true every zelda it's like oh it's the compass oh you're gonna play for a while you're excited to get to the chest you pull out a damn compass (laughs) yeah awesome thank you zelda (laughs) (laughs) thank you no thank you uh anyway (laughs) so that's where we are anybody have any thoughts they want to add yeah yeah go for it (laughs) i don't actually (laughs) I had something and then it just like disappeared from my brain because we were just laughing a, too much. Just have a traditional, you know, besitos. And, yeah. you know, it's a, uh, I like kind of like what Abby said is, you know, in case been with us for, you know, 50, 57, 57 episodes. Episodes. Like- and even through or, you know, through the avatar of Odessa, our characters have been shaped by all our different adventures. So. Um, you know, our characters still have that little piece of Odessa, therefore, you know, yeah. Kay gets to kind of continue on. Well, carry her spirit forward into yes. wherever this crazy horror show hut takes us. Next you'll be so in my Dustin. heart. You haven't even- oh, oh, don't make me cry, Jess. No, 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 stop no, right no, now. No, I'm, 
Until <laughs> Dustin chooses to that always kills me. activate a log trap and just total party wipe. Yes, he's just going to be like, well, there's no point trap. going on. TPK. <laughs> All of you make new ones. Do it now. <laughs> Fresh start. So I've been re-listening re- re- to episode one, and that log trap has stuck with you two so long. Like, it, it has seriously just been there. I'm still mad. And it's been 56 episodes since that happened. Yep. <laughs> well, that's what started our relationship with you as the GM, as far mm-hmm. as not Dustin the friend, but <laughs> Dustin the absolute monster. Dustin uh, the antagonist. Think, yes, that's that's what started it all uh, with... Oh my gosh, Abby, didn't you roll like a 27 perception? I did! I rolled something crazy. really high. No, you only rolled, it was under 20. It was high still for level I one. I was level one. I thought that I thought that anything <laughs> above a fifteen was gonna be like a good roll on yeah, that. I think Abby rolled stupid. like a seventeen. Abraxas, you rolled a twenty-seven, but you said you were looking at the woods, not the chest. And so I was like, "Well, the woods again, are fine." <laughs> again, the justification so villainous, so villainous. <laughs> yeah. Hey, our fans that are on Discord, um, look back into the old AP. I want to see see if there's a DC for that. Feel free to post that on the Discord. I want to <laughs> see with the DC. You know we beat it. And mm-hmm. and just so you know, there is a DC mm-hmm. on it. So yeah, feel free to do that. You no, know, you guys were looking at the woods. So um, plus two. Oh, crap! <laughs> I forgot. DMs could add plus two to like everything. I still don't agree. Anyway, uh, um, I'm okay. <laughs> it's okay. I'm okay. I've Angel to my and I. About Angel this episode. <laughs> You and I will just hold this resentment deep in our hearts for the rest of our lives and we'll never forget it or stop needling Dustin about it. We're going to be 60-year-old people and this is going to come up like once or twice a year. I'll be on yeah. my deathbed. It's like, do you have any last word? Fuck you, Dustin. We made that DC. <laughs> They're like, oh my God. And it'll be like Rosebud, like the whole mystery of- Or they'll, they'll fall you like run over. They'll find your body like run over and you'll, your last words will be like, it was- a log trap. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking log traps. <laughs> oh, I leave goodness. you with this final curse. <laughs> Avenge me. <laughs> curse, Dustin. <laughs> hey, I will say, you guys talk about how the happy things happen and then I hit with something sad. I think it's the other way around. Or I hit you with something sad or hard or scary. And then I give you this nice little buffer of like goodness. And then I hit you again with something hard and sad. So <laughs> you guys look at it the other way around though. You're like, you're having this fun time. And then I of hit you with something hard. Of course we do. But That's it's the why we're playing the game. <laughs> That's how this works. <laughs> That's how the game works. <laughs> and of course, the really bad things are always going to stand out more. It's just like life. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I will say that, yes, I did not realize how much of a monster I could be until I started playing this game. Mm-hmm. It brings out the dark sides of you like no other, uh, especially this specific AP. I think if we would have done like Mummy's Mask or something, I probably would like there, there is something about Urisin no, and like, yeah. like this. Urisin's dark as hell. Yeah. This AP nasty. And I did the death. I did the literal like gothic horror AP. And this one feels on par, if not worse. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Just because yeah. it's just a land of evil. Everybody's evil. Like every, uh, most people you bump into were up to no good, either like through coercion or because they just like it that way. Well, and it's like during wars, like children are protected. <laughs> children are not protected in this AP. They are. I think that's mm. what it is. I think that's what really pushes it past carrion crown for me is like very few times in carrion crown was i like oh no a child but there's been so much child death in this dang ding dang ap that's true actually should we put some kind of content warning content warning so <laughs> much this, child death every like, seven child episodes is in for like, grabs. we need to add it to does the kid die.com or something <laughs> if there is God. such a thing because yes <laughs> the yes the kid episode. does <laughs> Like every time one's in danger, you can you can bet your bonnet that that kid don't make it. And sometimes the character, our own characters, actually kill the kid. Uh, so. Oh yeah. Well, no, uh, it didn't kill her. She was okay. already functionally dead. She was dead. I just she made it dead. harder. For you just smashed the soul gem. Listen, it was a thing. You just kept her from ever coming back. <laughs> Zero guilt over here. I didn't know that. In character, that made total sense. It like, did I was make like, total no sense. Right? No one's ever going to use that thing again. Well, you don't Dog. know what it is. 
Exactly. You don't know that it's holding a part of her soul. For all you know, it's like it's it's you do know that it was the thing that animated this evil doll that was trying to kill us. You didn't find out that it was like an actual child until we got there and Nadia was all like, where's my daughter? It probably even exactly. And we're all like, until oh Dustin shit. Dustin wanted to torture us. You know who knew? The DM. Yeah, no, yes. we know you know. <laughs> we know all the things that are twisted you know all this land are you, not the AP. <laughs> Stop trying to blame the AP. We all know all that dark well, stuff no, is I you. I was actually sitting there and I was like, well, here's the gem. And I was like, I think I said the gem does not reign any evil. And I'm you just like, did, but that doesn't mean okay. That doesn't mean it can't be used for nefarious purposes, as it clearly had been. <laughs> like that's all I knew about it, and I didn't roll high enough to know that it ha- contained a child's soul. Yeah. So that's that's what happens sometimes. Stuff goes that's, bad sometimes. It do be that way sometimes. It do be that way. Well, see here, and that's the glorious thing about a game like this, where it's like an mm-hmm. improv-based, you know, story. Mm-hmm is things can go in such a direction you didn't even expect them to go. And yeah. and that was when you said you did that, it, in, in back of my head, I was like, like, holy shit. Like, okay. But that's what you chose to do. And I'm not going to, I wasn't going to give you some cl- extra clues to figure it out. I was that's just like, okay. That's what felt right in the moment. So, okay. That's the whole thing. That's what I really, that's almost, that's one of my favorite moments of character play. Not as far as like, me doing that i'm not like oh that was so good of me no i'm saying like that was one of my favorite mistakes because i'm like it was it was real like that's that's exactly what would have happened that's exactly what manette would have done and like sometimes i feel like i would pull out of the character and and things would you know get a little more hazy in that department but that one moment felt really like solid and and real and like exactly what was what realistically would have happened so And and what was great about it is it got the jewel of Kepri. That's that's that how you got true. the jewel. Like that would not have happened without that set of events. Those two holiday special episodes were episodes that were created. They were not part of the AP. I wrote up that story and it brought a beautiful element. And that was something that I decided like to happen right then. Like that set of things that happened to get there. If you were somebody else, it could have been a completely different set of situations that would have happened to get there. So it's very interesting how the push and pull of characters versus the story that I'm putting out and all that stuff creates such an interesting story. Yep. That's what's awesome about TTRPGs. Yes, for sure. Speaking of the Jewel of Kepri, I think that's where we're probably going to pick up this week's episode. (gasps) Uh, Braxis, you arrived in the room Odessa and Manette were staying in. All their stuff is still in the room. Well, I think mostly Odessa's stuff. I think a lot of Manette's stuff is probably still in her room. You see an impression in the sheets where like Manette and Odessa might have been laying down. And right in the middle of it, you see Manette's Jewel of Kepri. He's going to stare, basically stare at it for a few moments, trying to process what he's seen. He's going to go walk over really slowly in tentative steps, probably stopping a couple of times before he gets there. Look around the room again, touch the gem for a second, and then pick it up and look around the room. And again, there's going to be a a really lost expression to his face. Uh, He'll put it back down on the bed, and he's going to get on all fours and just kind of start tracking i think this is his go-to where in his mind he's trying to figure out what's going on but nothing's clicking for him so he's just kind of revert to what's comfortable for him and he's going to get on all fours even as a man and just start sniffing around to see if he can kind of recreate you know they came into the room um and kind of try to gauge odor and dissipation rate basically and see you know how long did they leave the room and in the back of his mind is, does that thing come out? I don't think it does. Maybe it does. I'm just, she always has it with her. Basically, that's he's going to try to do like a little investigation type deal. That's what's most odd about this entire situation is there is an almost an absence of smell of what Manette and Odessa smelled like in this room. If you went outside, you would smell the old smell of when you remember them going into that room together. But the moment you go through that door, the smell just disappears completely. Oh, that's really disconcerting for Aramai. He's stated several times he interacts with the world not only through sight and hearing, but he, like you said, he's he's pretty smell-oriented, so that's how he kind of interacts with things. Things have familiar sense to him, just as, uh, you know, for people have familiar sights. So he 
He's going to close the door and kind of rush to where they have breakfast and see if, in his mind, everybody's sitting there already meeting and he's really late. So he's kind of do a fast walk to the table area or their, you know, the breakfast nook, whatever Ritz called here. Is Pippa there? Yeah, I think by this time, because like, you know, I think it's gotten later in the morning. I think she's slept in and skipped morning meditation just because like the events of the past couple days have just been just truly exhausting between like that tower, the dragon, the sort of really intense emotional scene that went down with Odessa and her mom. So I think Pippa gave herself a pass on sleeping in this morning and is kind of just sort of sitting down to a like leisurely breakfast. She's not surprised that she doesn't see anybody else yet. So she, she, I think is just kind of doing her thing and waiting for everybody else to show up so they can plan their next move. Well, you'll see a a Braxis burst in He's always hot in the sauna, so you're already used to... If he's going to be walking around, he's usually in his loincloth. He doesn't care because it's too hot in here for him. Uh-huh. But he's still in his meditation kind of ensemble. Yeah, he was. he's not even looking at the tables. Probably one of the first things you may notice. Um, Pippa, you need to come with me, please. Are you all right? You're not. Are you... Aren't you hungry? Oh, no. No, uh, no I'm fine. Um... Uh, I need you to come with me. I... Oh, okay. Is everything all right? She like gets up and she's starting to walk towards him. I don't know. All right. What? What is it? What happened? Odessa and Manette, did they eat already? Have they gone shopping? Oh, no, I haven't seen them yet this this morning. I, I mean, I assumed that after yesterday they were looking for a little privacy. Oh, oh, maybe, maybe that's it. Okay. I'm just overreacting, I think. There. Show me what's got you so concerned first. I'm sure everything's fine. <laughs> he starts walking really fast back to... Sure, like, little legs are trying to, like, keep up with him, like... <laughs> He's just, like, a brisk, <laughs> brisk walk. <laughs> like, now she's really concerned, because usually Abraxas, like, really caters to how much smaller she is than everybody else, and really, like, makes her to walk at her pace, so she's... Mm-hmm. Now she's really getting worried, because... You know, ordinarily he wouldn't force her to look nearly so undignified as a halfling trying to right. keep up with a full-grown human man. <laughs> His natural state is very, cl- you know, close to the ground. So again, for Pippa, for he feels the same for Pippa, where he's aware how she interacts the world very similar to the way he is. So yeah, you totally capture that essence where he's just, mm-hmm. he's not himself at the moment. Slow down. Where are we going? Oh, that's when he starts slowing down. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, the room, there's... It doesn't smell right, and does that gem come out of Manette's arm? I've never seen her not have it. Well, it was placed there by her god himself. Oh. So I'm thinking no? He goes really pale then. Is it not in her arm? No, it's not. Uh, He'll push open the door really gingerly, almost like horror movie-like, where it's like... To the empty room. (laughs) Oh my god. And just points to it on the bed where he placed it. Pippa like takes a deep, deep breath. She's trying to calm herself down. Maybe it comes out. Maybe it's fine. She's going to kind of try to feel the room out. She's she's assuming that Abraxas has already gone over like any physical evidence that may have been left behind. Have you already tried to track them? Yes, their scent has just left the room. Like completely? Yes, there's not even signs that they were here. He goes over to the armor and kind of takes a, a good inhale. Does the armor still retain even just a bit of her? No, and the thought that comes to mind is vacuum. You can smell the table, you can smell the bed, but the smell of Manette and Odessa are gone in this room. He'll just sit on the floor. Their scent is completely gone, even from their everyday equipment. He's going to smell anything that they own that's not natural to him, and so he's just smelling everything that they own. Everything in this room that you smell, it's absence of her smell, but I think at some point maybe you go into Manette's room, because, you know, her stuff is in there. The smells are still in that room. They've degraded with time, but Mm. you still smell like the things. It's just that specific room. It's almost like every smell of them, every identifying feature of Manette and Odessa just seem to be vacant from that room. 
Pippa is trying to sort of hold it, like hold it together, and she's gonna run through everything she's ever learned that may explain the situation. So I'd, I'd like to like make a like a knowledge arcana roll. I'd like to try to make a knowledge planes roll. Anything she might know about. Just roll a d20, and we can just apply it to your knowledge. As this, so like a, you're you're going through the knowledges in your head, basically. Okay, so yeah, so that's a 23 for Knowledge Arcana and a 15 for Knowledge Planes. You probably at some point asked Manette if you could look at her gem, like how it's attached. I think the magically magically inquisitive part of you had. Oh, sure. I would have been very interested. And you knew that thing was not only like attached, it was almost embedded in her skin at that point. Mm-hmm. Like it was the natural growth that was coming out of her skin and not like anything that was like facet, like attached with a device. I, I want to, just because this is the discussion of how how I didn't even realize this, but I'm thinking like Steven Universe with his belly button. Like it's like oh, kind of okay. like that kind oh, of. Steven. Right. So it was a, a natural seeming part of her body, not anything that had been grafted on. Yeah, exactly. So. So this is real bad. Yeah. And I think at that point, maybe Solvig notices you guys kind of like rushing around and she also at that point checks in. She's, is, is everything okay? That depends on whether or not you've seen either of our friends this morning at all. I have not. Huh, okay. I can check with the guards and see if they've, because we have guards stationed at every entrance. Please, and- please do that. Please check. Thank you, Sylvie. And she goes and checks. And I think maybe some time goes by. Did I pick up anything else, like with my arcana check? Is there any ambient magic in the room? Is there, like, any sense? I guess, like, any 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 sense of them at all? Because I also roll 15, I know, isn't, like, super high for knowledge planes. I just kind of want to just double check that there wasn't anything else that I picked up. You know that sometimes when, like, things are broken between two planes, that sometimes a plane can almost work like a vacuum where, well, they got pulled in, for example maybe that's why all the smells went because like it pulled everything with them the set of circumstances for that to actually happen a lot of weird stuff has been happening to us a lot over the past couple of months so that is very true you know i think i think her her threshold for weird has changed (laughs) um so she's starting to eye that gem pretty suspiciously yeah i'm gonna do a sweep uh with detect magic i think having Maybe Pippa's kind of talking out loud as she's kind of going through her knowledges and that cues him to, oh, oh, puff, I forgot to. And he starts, uh, you know, he does his little glyphs in the air and starts uh, wafting in that order, kind of how he does his detect magic is through his, his schnoz and starts detecting what he can throughout the whole room. You pick up all of the magical stuff, and the gem is very is still the magic, but it's the same flows of magic that have always been off of the gem. You know, I think anytime you've cast a deck magic, that's probably one of the things that's pinged. Mm-hmm. It's the same ping that it always has. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't pick anything extraordinary. I think at that point, maybe uh, Solvig returns, too, as you guys are going through this, and she's, I checked with all the guards. They have not seen them at all since yesterday. Pippa is for one of the few times in her life at a complete loss about what to do. After that, kind of going through all of her knowledges, she has a guess about what happened. She doesn't know why, she doesn't know how, but she is pretty sure that they got sucked into that gym. You don't know for sure that they got sucked into the gym, but you know that there there is a strong possibility with your experience with gems in this world that you have experienced so far, as recent like with as my yesterday. Comb with soul gems, yeah. <laughs> uh, that there is a is there a possibility that has something to do with that. There is a non-zero chance exactly <laughs> that they are in the gym somehow. <laughs> yes. Or there. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say in the gym. There is a non-zero chance that the gym had something to do with it. We don't know what the hell happened. Exactly. It's just that the gem seems like the culprit for what happened, whatever happened. There is a period of loss and you are going back and forth trying to figure this out. Maybe there's a sense of panic, would you say? Oh, Uh, 100%. Yeah, they are both, I think, losing their little minds. Does that sound fair, Abraxas? Oh, yeah. He, he doesn't really know what to do. If it's gem-related, he... One, he's not versed enough in that kind of magic 
to even know where to begin what to do with it. Two, that's a kind of divine focus for Manette. So that's if, as a druid, if the call comes in from, you know, the will of the world of Abraxas, you're summoned forth to the far south, he's going to feel conflicted, but that's his primary duty right there is you know he's taking the call of the druid it's you know taking your orders and he would have to leave going hey i don't want to but this is my role in this world i have to obey my summons and go far south not knowing how the gem works or again and that's just a a running theory of it's responsible in some way how is he gonna override that he's not gonna feel like he has any authority to or who knows what set of circumstances need to happen for them to be released he can't even think of like breaking it because it's he has no idea what would that do and like pippa is in a very similar place we've ruled out all of the mundane explanations for why this could have happened there's nothing to go off of Uh, all we know is that, that they are just gone i think in pippa there's just this deep beginning to overwhelm her maw of helplessness it's an undertow she is trying really hard to not be sucked under mm-hmm. if they're still in that room investigating she reaches over and kind of i think braces herself on abraxas's knee okay i've still got this one and i'm gonna try real hard to be strong and not just sit down on the floor and just stare at nothing and cry until the end of time we have to finish this mission and I don't know how to get them back. And all I can do is kind of hang on to this gem and stare at it every day and like try to think about how we might be able to fix this. Around that moment, it happens to both of you at the same time. You're just all of a sudden hit with a wave of nausea and you feel the snowflake pulling harder than you've ever felt it pull. Oh God, I forgot about that. It's enough to almost confirm that need to that you just don't have time that the geass is pulling on us and yeah because you know as a magic user or as someone who has knowledge arcane that geass that this is the precursor to the next step which is do what you're supposed to do (laughs) in game terms it's like a negative two to all your stats i'm sure it would just be you feeling really shitty the next day yeah, just kind of a physical feeling of just general weakness. Yeah, exactly. I, I imagine that's almost like a gut punch, literally. There's just a part that would want to stay and try to figure out what happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That it wouldn't willingly leave if there was a chance that they would need some kind of connection to this place to be able to come back. If they could fly to, is it Assyria? Is that is that Manette's mm-hmm. home country? Oh, Syria. Assyrian? Assyrian? Yeah. To, you know, talk to their holy people going, hey, hey help us with this mystery you know your your loyal servant mm-hmm. is in need of you you guys are probably going through the feeling of it's not that they abandon you it's feeling that they abandoning them absolutely mm-hmm. oh yeah especially the minute that tug he scratches that thing every once in a while but doesn't look at it or he just he forgets it's there and it's just become that absent little scratch i'm sure that thing scabbed over several times <laughs> over oh. recalling that it is there and it's different from You know, it was his choice to follow nature. That's his thing. And even if it's inconvenient or there's like a conflict for him, it's still something he actively chooses and he sees the big picture as far as, well, you know, I'm going to have to stay far away from my family, but I'm keeping them and the planet in balance. So, so be it where this is, you didn't choose, you know, to follow Baba Yaga. It's something that, well, yes, will help maintain balance but he didn't sign up for it you guys would for sure know that you know Manette's heart is with the mission I hope that settles into their minds later with sort of that thought in mind because that's spot on I think the way that she and Abraxas need to think about this in order to like reckon with their with the fact that they have to keep going is that they they might cling to that idea that like Manette and Odessa had a very strong sense of duty and wouldn't want them to sort of linger and not get this done. How big is the gem? Let's say two inch by two inch, probably. Okay. So it's a handful for you. Cool. So she just kind of grips it in her hand and reaches up and takes Abraxas's hand in the other and just kind of squeezes and just says like, we have to go on, but I swear to you that if we survive this, we will figure this out. Yes. That bolsters his spirits and... We're continuing this for them, not this mm-hmm. damn snowflake. Whatever I could think, whatever it wants, so we know why we're really finishing this. 
This is for them and their families and ours. We'll get them back someday. We won't stop trying. I just want to share with the audience that I've been crying this whole time. <laughs> you, you really have. <laughs> I really have, just on and off. Like, it's getting worse right now, but <laughs> earlier it was just little tears seeping out. Now it's, like, going. It's waterworks. It's still fairly early morning. I, this all happened very quickly, maybe over the course of an hour or two. You feel that pull. What do you want to do? I guess if we've kind of accepted that we have to move on, preparing to head out. There's no sense hanging around here. Abrax, he's going to take the the feather token bird uh, that can deliver a written message. So he's actually going to uh, write a short message to his parents. Here is he's in Irisin, you know, he's doing well. He's, you know, bringing balance to the world, you know, doing my thing. I'm close by, but hopefully fates will let me visit you soon. If you don't see me soon, just know that you're in my heart and you'll be, you will be regardless uh, where I'm at and I'm eating my nine meals a day, uh, <laughs> keeping healthy, you know. <laughs> little wolf kisses a message to that effect and he's gonna bind that up and activate the the bird because the magic item says that it, it'll deliver a small written message unerringly to a designated target and the token lasts as long as it takes to carry the message so even if it has to traverse you know the wilds the mountains it's gonna keep going until it finds uh you know finds his parents pippa is throwing herself into preparations for the next step of their journey mm-hmm. Just furiously, like, gathering supplies, packing it away, organizing it, taking it all out, repacking it, reorganizing it. What are you going to do with all of Manette and Odessa's stuff? I don't know. What do you think, Angel? Do you think that they'd, like, have, like, a wishful thinking moment and hang on to most of their equipment? Oh, we'll just take everything with us because it's too, for for Braxis, it's too soon. So we Mm -hmm. wasn't even thinking as far as, oh, they're never coming back or they'll be back tomorrow. It's... I just lost them. I'm keeping their shit with me because for him, it's just a comfort thing. And he's not like right. Mr. Materials, you know, possessions anyway, <laughs> but it's sentimental just as Jess has had her, you know, when they first met her, she had her piecemeal, like her junk armor. Yeah, her patchwork paladin. Yeah, patchwork paladin, little piece from here, piece from there. It's his was, okay, cool. We're taking their stuff because he wants to still be close to them. Okay, cool. So let's hang on to it. Pippa, I think maybe on the round the fifth time of you unpacking and repacking, maybe a Braxis, you come and you're like, I think we're good. Like, it's time to go. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's time, Pippa. Yeah, no, it's, you're right. It's, we can go. Solveig gives you one last nod as you pack up and leave. I pause and I take her hand and I just thank you so much for everything. And uh, I hope we meet again. I think we should be thanking you. You gave us the start that might finally get the Heralds a chance that they Thank you. And she looks over to Bella and like, she can't even give it words. You see kind of a tear. Thank you for saving her. Oh, that's some fucking dramatic irony. Holy shit. <laughs> oh my God. Ouch. Right? Oh, ouch. <laughs> I think maybe Pippa even winces a little bit. Brexels will have like a little smile because at least we didn't sign up to have the gears put on us, but we're doing good in the world and bringing balance as we're on the road to this, you know, predetermined path that this, you know, magical Giz has us on, we're walking the steps that we want to almost. Where we're doing that where, yes, we'll go where you want, Baba Yaga, but, you know, we'll we'll walk our way. We'll walk the Pippa and Braxis way on the way there. Yeah. And do as much good as possible. Yeah, so he gives like a little smile way. to that one. and oh, That's really sweet. He'll blush a little bit and he'll uh, give Solvig a note. like, I wrote this of... Uh, uh, our druid Pykel uh, passes through and the, on his duties. So if we could just please pass this message for me. Uh, so Pippa reaches into her pocket and says, I know it's a long shot, but if Odessa and Minette come back, could you give this to them for us? I will be happy to do that. And we will keep looking for them. Oh, you have We'd- our thanks. And with that, you guys head out of the bathhouse for possibly your last time. I forgive you, Solveig. <laughs> I forgive you for hitting on my lady. <laughs> You're like, we're cool now. <laughs> it is early in the morning still. As you approach, a light fog hangs over the market square. The square looks different than when you saw it even just yesterday. The forest floor has overtaken the cobblestone. Trees that had been cut down by the guards stationed here before they were called away have been replaced by new growth. At this time of the morning, 
Traditionally, you would see local vendors setting up their booths, the nearby townsfolk coming in to shop there. But all that remains is one booth slowly being overtaken by the forest. With the guards no longer around, the growth of the forest has been able to grow unfettered, taking over almost the entire market square. The area is silent. The only noise you hear is the faint noise of fighting across town. So I think Pippa is doing her best to kind of tiptoe. <laughs> I mean, maybe this is a different level of fear because now instead of kind of just being brute force, you have to be probably sneakier. Yeah, we don't have... Well, I mean, I mean, honestly, like, Manette and Odessa were our two heavy lifters mm-hmm. <laughs> as far as, like, just sheer damage went, uh, especially Odessa. And Manette was always, like, a strong, like, bulwark against anybody who was trying to, to get at us. Um, so I think, yeah, like, I think this is sort of a new level, a new level of fear. This is just Pippa and Abraxas alone continuing this mission. You could almost say Manette was the table of your group. <laughs> oh, One wow. could say that and one would not be inaccurate. Eat off my back. <laughs> that's <right>. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, that's true. As you are walking around the forest, it is not like your typical forest that you can keep, you can just walk into. It's almost like there's the wall of thorns spell intermingled with the trees. It's almost like a protective wall around Mm it. And you keep walking around. Eventually, you see an entrance, and you have mentioned you're probably being a little sneakier. Can't just go and explore. You see two trolls sitting at the entrance. The last two guards of this entire area that have been left behind. Do you think we can just sneak past? I think that would be best. I don't feel comfortable uh, taking down two trolls right now. Not by ourselves. Oh, do you recall in that horrible tower I summoned forth uh, blinding uh, uh, sleet storm? I can do that again. Yes. And lead us in by smell. That sounds good. To add to that, I still have a couple charges on this wand. So I can also, I can make us invisible and you can lead us through smell. I think that that's the best way to play this. Oh, then yeah, I can reserve the storm. We can go in. Yeah, let's do that. Let me transform to get us a bit of a... To give us a bit of speed. I'm a, a, a bit quicker in wolf form. Can I, I mean... Well, of course. It's, can I ride on <laughs> Of course, of course. Like I said, Princess Mononoke. Do you even have to ask at this point? I know, he was, he'll was. he transform and... She's feeling fragile. She's unsure of her relationship with like him if, when it's just the two of them in a weird way. He may disappear at any moment and she wants to make sure that he is happy. <laughs> and as comfortable as possible. <laughs> I imagine maybe the next couple of times when you in an inn, maybe you're like staying in the same room. So that way. <laughs> Probably. It's not letting you out of my sight, bud. <laughs> Put a bell on you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he'll transform and uh, lay down in the mm-hmm. snow so you can mount up. <laughs> and Pippa's going to tap both her and Abraxas with her wand of invisibility. Now the beginning of Regulate is starting to play in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and he can walk on the snow and doesn't leave any tracks. So it's not like in the movies where, you know, oh, Harry Potter, you can see his flipping tracks in the snow as he's walking away, where I don't leave any tracks. I like the idea that the way that happens is when you're walking, your tail's just swapping back and forth and just swashing off the steps. <laughs> <laughs> No tracks. And my speed is 50 in wolf form, so it's just one of those is I'm gonna... The scenery is whooshing by really quick while Pippa's grabbing on, which is like... It's like... (laughs) (laughs) They rolled a two and a three on their perception, so even if... Oh, man, we didn't need to use anything. We could have just walked right by. We could have just waved at them. They're they're looking at cloud shapes. (laughs) You wander past them. They are so bored out of their mind. They are not even paying attention. They are horrible guards at this moment, which works to your advantage. And you guys walk past them invisibly with no problem. And so you get to the other side, and as you pass them, you notice the trees part to form a winding path into this dark forest that has replaced all sights and senses of the city around it. As the trolls leave behind you, you wander into a path that's basically, it's almost like a T intersection. You can go north, east, west, south. You do not see any causes for concerns. What you see inside this forest is trees that are growing through houses. There is not any remnants of the cobblestone. It has completely taken over. Um, 
beautiful. Abraxas must be loving it. He, yeah, he's got the little... You get an unnatural feel, Abraxas. Roll me knowledge nature. Let's see here. Sweet. That is a 19. So added to my wonderful knowledge of nature, which is 11, grants me a full-on 30 altogether. <laughs> that was a lot of different ways to say 30. <laughs> this is not a Galarian forest. This is first world forest and you know first world is fey fairies abraxas will kneel and again i i think i've said this several times where they're now familiar with kind of the their body languages so he he does that hey i'm ready for you to dismount unless you you're gonna be piggy bank when i transform like that one battle <laughs> like that one. <laughs> that one time, but he'll do the little kneel thing where he knows it's time uh, to kind of signal it's time to dismount. Braxis can transform straight into hybrid form because uh, I think they're just well, they're at high alert, so he's just gonna straight to that form. Um, kind of a bit of a crossroads here. Which direction do you think we should go? I'm trusting, trusting your sniffer here. Going all fours, sniff around, see what piques his interest, so there's none woodsy smell. He's going to want to head in that direction. Of anything not to just engage, but at least investigate. You've been in the market when it wasn't mm-hmm. so overgrown. You're picking up a very faint remainder of that smell to the east. Smell a human. He takes out his kind of like icicle wand and gives Pippa a tap. And again, you feel that kind of tingling cold sensation at your feet. You know, that you could traverse the terrain without any trouble, just in case there's any rough terrain. You'll be able to navigate that footloose and fancy free. Feather step. That always tingles every time. Yes, I'm picking up a human smell towards east direction. Let's go check it out and make sure it's not someone that's going to interfere with us while we try to figure out our next step, I suppose. So you all start heading that direction, kind of mystified for a second because you're just, well, why Why does the smell kind of change here? And then up above. Oh, 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 excuse me. You two down there. Can you see me up here? <laughs> Pippa's head cranes upward. Perched precariously in the branches of the trees is a small house apparently lifted into the air from its foundations. The branches creak as the house teeters and swats with the wind and you see this young woman. What does this young woman look like, Jess? She is fairly slight and skinny to the point of malnourishment. (laughs) Like she looks malnourished. She kind of looks like a ghost because she has very, very long, completely sheet white hair and her skin is also sheet white. Her eyes are purple, like a violet, a pretty sparkly violet. And she is also wearing a white dress, which doesn't help with the ghostliness. And it is also, of course, tattered at the edge, <laughs> like at the bottom edge. So she really just looks like a, totally like a ghost, other than her shoes, which are snow boots. So that really throws it off. But other than that, she kind of looks like a ghost jumping around and waving at you guys. There is a magenta gem circling her head. Just really not attached to any like metal part of her body. Nope. It's just orbiting. Pippa's immediate concern. She kind of nudges Abraxas and goes, this isn't the hut, right? <laughs> I, That's not it, right? I'm Baba oh. Yaga. Hello. Crosses. <laughs> are you seeing what I'm seeing? Is that? He'll look for the chicken. Does she smell alive? <laughs> the, the hut doesn't, or well, the house doesn't have chicken legs, right? No, it doesn't. It has, it has tree legs because. <laughs> oh, but it only passes his mind for a second. So his eyes will, his pupils will like dilate just for a second. But he'll realize like, no, that's not, that's not that house from my nightmares. And uh, are you seeing a. Oh. She's alive, right? Does she smell alive? Kind of. Uh, human. Human, right? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, that's. Okay. Dustin, is there any any hint of anything elseness? Is it just kind of a commonplace, kind of the human smell he's come accustomed to? I know there's like variations via, you know, depending where people are from. You actually smell several humans up there, not just her. Oh. Oh, there's quite a bit of people up there. Uh, he turns to kind of, he, he makes himself sad because he turns to kind of find Manette to do the evil detection thing oh, and realizes oh, he's, no. she's not there. So he'll try to uh, play it off as like he's kind of uh, shifting his his neck a little bit, hoping that, that Pippa doesn't notice that that's what he was going to do. <laughs> Pippa probably definitely notices that. <laughs> I don't know. I think her all of her attention is absorbed on like... This strange pale woman who's in the tree. Who are you? 
And if you need help so much, why don't you ask some of the other people up your tree with you? What do you need help with, strange ghost woman? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm not a ghost. Please don't say that. I'm just stuck up here with... There are some children and uh, their father's really hurt. I think I can help him, but I can't get down. Today of all days. <laughs> Brax is looking at Pippa kind of like a... Uh, well, face and I, I'll, I'll yeah on my way on my way she just shrugs at him his claws <laughs> uh de- detract and he starts just climbing the tree the moment you <laughs> touch the tree do any of you get either of you guys have knowledge engineering no Ooh. nope that sounds too fancy for braxis touching the tree just shudders and the entire house just teeters oh be careful oh when abraxas notices that he rummages through his pack and brings out a very small token. It looks like the little bird he used earlier this morning. It looks like a tree. He puts it down and invokes it. It's a six foot diameter trunk. It's 60 foot high and 40 foot top diameter. Okay. So it's instantaneous. Ooh, okay. So uh, I just created a tree uh, out of nowhere and I'm yeah, gonna use that. You sure did. I love what I love the fact that answers of Braxis to tree problems is more trees. More trees. Well, this yep. is gonna be easier to climb because it's a tree and not some sort of weird thing tree. He's climbed trees, so the minute it starts acting weird, he's like, nope. I'll use the I'll use the old-fashioned way because you know what? That works. Because trees are for climbing and sometimes <laughs> eating. Okay. Yes. Pippa's mouth is just like in a O shape because she's like, well, that's the way to do this it. Tr- I don't like this other tree. It's acting bizarre. I I don't know what I that mean, is. I mean, one tree is much nicer than that. It's much less than next to me, but I'll take your word for it. And cracks his knuckles again, again, retracts his claws and starts his, uh, his climb up. So you start climbing, you get to the top, and when you jump over, because of course there's a little jump, you immediately feel the house just rock a little bit. Oh. It's not that the trees are a part of this house, it's that it's literally just resting on the top of these trees. Oh, that is so scary. <laughs> oh. Uh, do, um, do you have some rope or? Uh, yes, yes. And you notice he doesn't get it out of his backpack, his rope. He has a a cauldron tied to his back, kind of like a backpack. And he pulls out his rope from a cauldron. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Kind of loops it up and, and tosses it your way with his uh, big old wolfy claws. Andrama is, is <laughs> it's just staring as you do this. And she also, I because you, you said you had wolfy claws. Yeah, he's he's in his hybrid form, so he's... She has Steven Universe eyes right now, and she's staring at you, but then she's also looking back inside the house. There's a whole situation, but I need to talk... Oh, like, she looks so excited when she's looking at you, like, oh my god. And he's been traveling with kind of his, you know, his family now, so he doesn't... You know, he's used to be very hyper aware of it and transformed strategically, but now he just kind of does his thing because he feels very comfortable. Uh, so yeah, he's not even thinking about it, you know, climbing up with his big old claws extracted as far out as he could, you know, scraping the wood where he could, you know, growling if he doesn't have a knot just right and, you know, tosses <laughs> the rope your way. All right, yeah. that should, uh, that should hold. I don't know what's, uh, and it's not very stable, so, uh, please be careful. <sighs> the only thing I can think to do is, uh, I can try and heal his arm. Do you think that would work? I, I don't know. Hmm. I have uh, I have healing magics. Are you able to? Yeah, yeah. I can take care of that. It's magical energy that is healing magic, but it looks a lot different than you would probably expect. Like when Minette did it, it was this very like golden light. Hers is almost purple, kind of like her eyes. Um, and there's kind of a purplish aura as she is casting healing magic. If I did like a cure light or... Do a heal check. Oh, okay. I don't really, I don't actually have much in the heel skill. <laughs> All right. Well, Braxis is going to be patiently in the tree. I think he's securing the last bit of the, the ropes. That way they could climb down. So I rolled a one. I have nothing in my heel check. So oh boy, Andromeda's first instinct will be to just go, you know what? I'm going to try it and just does a, a cure light immediately and sees how, what happens. Did that help? Are, are you okay? Um, Maybe it, what it does is it numbs and heals the wound sufficiently enough where he has some use but not complete use of his arm. It does feel better. Thank you. We, oh, we should probably get out of here, don't you think? Do you think you can climb? We have a, a rope, but... Oh, goodness. You know what? 
with a big swoop of her arms, there's sort of like a purplish energy surrounds all three of the people inside the hut. And she turns and just slowly lowers them to the ground with this energy. And then she's like turning a little bit red in the cheeks. And then she like sheepishly climbs down the road. <laughs> so I'll make her climb check. <laughs> I got a 15 on the die. So I think she's okay. She's okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, she did it. She picks the kid up and throws it off. <laughs> yeah. Woo. <No. laughs> Amazing. She's starting Same. to blush. I could have done this earlier. I don't know. Foolish. 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 Oh, so, uh, uh, Braxis has just seen the kids, like, levitate <laughs> to the ground. I'm just gonna Pippa's pull like, the robe back. they're fine. Then he gives Pippa, like, a what-the-fuck look. <laughs> She's giving it right back to him with, like, her eyes are huge. He does the hand sign for witch? Uh-huh. Oh, my God, what if this is a witch, basically? Pippa signs back. We'll figure it out after everybody's down safe. Maybe she doesn't even look to you. She's so embarrassed, she just climbs down the rope. She's doing that thing little kids do, like moving her hands over her hair, looking at the ground. His climb's gonna consist of he just pushes his claws in as far as to the tree and does that slide down and uses it to nice. slide his descent down. <laughs> That's intimidating as hell. <laughs> and just kind of do a soft land on the, on the snow. She leaps back and like puts both hands up doing wizard pose. But she looks terrified, and then, but then also mm-hmm. excited again, because she was kind of looking at you earlier like, oh. <laughs> Pippa's tending to the people that she just levitated on the ground, double-checking to make sure all of them are okay and that they don't need anything, and trying to figure out how to get them out of this forest, because they didn't actually kill those trolls. Yeah. Oh, shoot, that's true. And she probably oh, made a lot of noise. <laughs> yeah. Pippa, roll me a perception check. 22. You notice that the house is going to fall over soon. Whatever's going on, we'll need to figure it out in a minute. That house is about to fall. Let's run that way. As you pass the tree that Abraxas grew, the, the house goes to fall that direction, like towards you. Maybe you try to think, try to figure out where it was, and it actually starts teetering back towards you all. The tree stops it, and it just kind of falls straight down and just crashes to the ground and splinters into a bunch of little pieces and just barely misses all of you. Oh, nice. That was a close call. Oh, I'm sorry about your house. That's okay. Uh, Luckily, it was just uh, a rental. And he (laughs) he smiles. (laughs) Uh, Right. There's your security deposit. I don't think I got your name, Ness. Thank you for for helping. Uh, She curtsies. I'm Andromeda. It's lovely to meet you. Lovely to meet you. Thank you so much. And thank you all. Oh wait, how's your arm? I think it will be okay. I just I just need to go see a see a doctor at some point. But thank you all so much. Uh, could have died, and I couldn't can't imagine what would happen if my two dear children left as well. And they look up with you, and they smile with two cute grins, and they're mystified by the little stone that's circling around your head. <laughs> we would have been in so much trouble. And they go, "Thank you, thank you, Mrs." Thank you for risking your life to save me. Are you sure you don't want your arm taken a look at? It's all like wolfy, <laughs> towering. <laughs> he looks at you and actually what you see, what's funny is you're all kind of like eyeing her. He's actually afraid of you a little bit. Like you, you probably haven't seen this in a while. Oh no, I think I'm fine. The winter guard, I, I'll just go see I've got a healing kit right here. He like takes it out of this. <laughs> no, his, no, 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 that's fine. His cauldron. <laughs> He says he's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for risking your life, keeping my kids safe. I want you to have this. I gave it to my wife years ago before she passed and to keep her safe. And now, now I want you to have it to keep you safe. I think she would want you to have it for saving our children today. He passes this amulet over to you. And what it is, is an amulet of natural armor plus one. Oh, snapples. Damn. Thank you so much for your help. Guess I better go see the doctor. We really appreciate all that you did. You know, there's trolls, like, right outside here. Uh, My merchant credentials should more than willingly let me get past the guards. Oh, mm. that's right. Oh, we got them, too, because we have credentials. We're legitimately here. Yeah. <laughs> that's why. We well, I would also... suspect you're, you're part of the Winter's Guard, right? You're, you're a wolf. Yes. <gasps> Half puff, that is correct. I am with so you are the a wolf. Winter just... Guard. <laughs> She totally cuts you. She's like staring at you again with the Steven Universe eyes. You're 
<laughs> I think as she's doing that, the family's right. like, whatever, and they just start walking off. <laughs> Take care of yourselves. And she's just like waving like really big arms <laughs> up in the air. Now that we've sorted that out, who are you? Oh my goodness, uh, I'm Andromeda. I I said that earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, who are you actually? <laughs> That's the question I have. You're the smallest person I've ever seen, I think. I'm the correct size for someone of my kind. Have you, ever bumped, have you never met a halfling before? No, I've only read about them in stories. Oh, right. Well, okay, well, I am from the land of Taldor, where I am a princess. <gasps> She's doing Steven Universe eyes at you, too, now. <laughs> oh. And apparently, since she and Abraxas are giving their cover stories for why they're in Arizon and not, like... <laughs> telling her who they actually are I guess yet <laughs> while they're still suspicious of her like I am here on a very important mission for my people and uh, you know was invited to spend some time here I'm learning how to quell an uprising of the peasantry in my country and we're looking for tools to do that like an uprising of the how about your credentials? Uh, let's take a look what, at those. What are you doing here? <laughs> like a little light bulb over his head. It's like, oh, I can ask for that stuff. Uh-huh. It's quite hard to explain. Um, I live some distance away, but uh, I thought I'd leave home and maybe see more of the world. And as soon as I entered the city, it, it was um, it was so chaotic. And there was this, this forest and I heard people yelling. And I'm not really sure where I am, <laughs> if I'm being quite honest. And Oh, dear. Uh, so you're not from this country. No, I am. I am. I, li- I live out in the woods. No. I don't I don't really, to be quite honest, been alone most of my life. So, well, not most of my life. I- <laughs> Pippa is so confused. Like, she's also <laughs> confused. <laughs> I live in a house with my bunnies and uh, my caretaker died about four or five years ago. I'm not really sure. But before that, he didn't really talk to me much. I didn't have much of a, an upbringing, uh, so to speak. <laughs> Pippa's signing to Abraxas like she is totally helpless. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, ju- I just I met uh, some people recently, and I thought, you know, I've been alone for so long, and it's it's time to get out of the house and see the world. Maybe I- I'm not. All right. Uh, what people do you like? Now Pippa's talking to her like she would like a really confused child. <laughs> <laughs> that is what she is. Because that's kind of what she is. That's definitely the vibe she's getting. Like, all right, okay. So you had some people. Do you know? where they are or how you can get back to them well i didn't really have people they stayed the night at my house they were lost in the woods and i gave them a place to sleep they inspired me they were adventurers so i thought oh okay maybe i'd, I'd do that too after hearing all their stories I, I got really interested well uh this forest can be dangerous it seems to be uh rife with first world energy Right. And you can remember we told Pippa that it's like, uh, this is rife with first world energy, which of course means <laughs> uh, they first world, the first world, I the think uh, I've read initial catalyst that, that the gods painted upon uh, on this world before they settled in on what Galarian is now. Well, at least that's the story that my people tell. It's an ancient world full of again fairies. So staying in this forest is a terrible idea. Yeah. Especially if you're alone. Can I talk can I talk to you over there for a second? Would you Andromeda would you stay right here, stay put? Just a sec. As you are saying that to her, you're looking at her. You look down on the inside of her wrist and you know her her skin is white, but you catch a a sheen and you notice a snowflake tattoo. The Fantastic Worlds podcast is a Fantastic Pods production. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you can't get enough and want to join the FWP community, you can do so by following us on Twitter at Fantastic Pods, checking out how strong our meme game is at Fantastic Worlds Pods on Instagram, or chatting with us on Discord. I am Dustin, your Game Dad Master. You can find me at Dustin Alexander on Instagram or Twitter. Everybody in this world is (laughs) geost. I'm Abby. You can find me at Bonanza Famine. Oh, this is Angel, your favorite werewolf wrangler. You can reach me on Twitter at Espinoza916. 
This is Jess doing her best to do an English accent. Please bear with me. <laughs> as I, uh, it's an, I liked my it. Northern English accent as I attempt to continue it. And you can find me at Hank the Clank on Twitter and Insta. Theme song is composed by Amy Hankson. Thank you, Sirenscape, for use of your sound effects and music. Thank you to everyone who has been giving us reviews on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Stitcher. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please do us a favor and help us spread the word to friends and family you think may enjoy the show as well. Till next week, I hope you have many fantastic adventures. Abraxas would be my hot dad too. Maybe, <laughs> maybe be your be your new be dad. My <laughs> hey, little one. You would hate it there, though. You would be. Like, <laughs> oh God, it's so hot there. He's hot. been there. Remember, he's been there. It is hot. That's true. That's true. We Can't were just be all long there. Cloth, long cloth, Abraxas for the rest of it. <laughs> I don't it think anyone would dad. complain. I'm Baba Yaga. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>